The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Comic Den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and well language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. And finally, we're back on the air for the season premiere. This is episode 52 of the Anime Roundtable. It's now on the air. Uh, greetings and salutations. Top of the evening to you. Mike Nicholas with you from our studio, from our new studio in Toronto. Uh, they renovated the old, um, they renovated the old anime club office here at York University. And we're just seeing it for the very first time as we, uh, you know, for the very first time today. And it's smaller, I guess. A little bit. It's more open, but then again, it's just finished too. So, literally, Without just finished the closet in the last no. day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, once around the, uh, just going quickly, once around the table, uh, to my right, uh, James Austin, industry observer, straight ahead of me, uh, defender of hentai justice and owner and proprietor of hentailawyer.com, Adam Grant. And to my left, uh, to my left, um, the returning Clarissa Jewell. Uh, I'd ask you how Japan went, but we spent an episode on that already. At least. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's always yeah, part five but, of that. Yeah. Oh. But welcome back. And now it's I get to say to officially back. welcome. Now I can say officially welcome back because this is her first, re- since now you're doing a regular episode. So, um, well, now I'm registered in school again. Yeah. So, uh, for, uh, two weeks of classes have already passed here. How, how's classes? How's settling back into here? Uh, it's still settling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, great to be back after a month. And uh, great to be back as we start our third full season of the of the Anime Roundtable Canada. And as always, with, with tradition, when, whenever we do the season premieres, we always go through, well, what was the convention season here in Toronto? The two anime conventions, uh, well, one that, and a I half, that, I guess. I love that we call that a season. It's kind of a season. Well, no, because if you had two baseball games, you wouldn't call that a season. Two baseball games? Well, you know, there's a baseball season, there's a hockey yeah. season. Should we really season. call it? If you had two, you wouldn't call that a season, you'd call that both. Well, can we really call it convention season, though? Because Toronto, in the non-regular convention season, if you want to really Non-anime call it, esque. we have two mini-cons plus that new convention, yeah. Dot Con, we'll talk, coming well, we'll talk up about, in November. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk so about Toronto that. per capita has the most cons of anywhere in North America Toronto for some bizarre reason. Yeah, but if you're going to go down to per capita... You know, if, if we're speaking about that, statistically, the Vatican City has two popes per square foot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Really? Where yeah. does that come from? And the well, rest it's of the, world the, the Vatican not. City is half a square kilometer. And, and there is one pope. <laughs> well, so, and then, so I wasn't thinking that, so yes, okay. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the only thing I can say, okay, so... Do you have anything to say on that, Well, let's, let's go with the, wait, on, on the Vatican comment? No comment. Uh, <laughs> on the... Um, on the conventions, okay. On the convention front, so uh, we're all settled. Like, what is it? How many months after? Uh, uh, like, good four months after anime, uh, anime North. Uh, yeah, and almost a, m- a and few about weeks, uh, almost like three weeks, weeks after CN. Three weeks, three weeks after Fan Expo, my heart can no longer call it CN anime. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, it is it, Fan Expo. Okay, it's just right, we keep on CN thinking. is shorter than Fan Expo. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so um, what do we say about North now? Looking back. I mean, I can't say too much because, as I said, I didn't get a chance. As everyone knows, I didn't really get a chance to see too much of it because mm-hmm. of because uh, of uh, family commitments. But mm-hmm. uh, looking back on it, um, how did you guys all? How did you two specifically see it? Because you guys saw a lot of enough of it. There uh, was one thing I don't think I mentioned the last episode, but it was the um, silent auction for the works of art. Oh yes, and you fan told art. me about this. Okay, now well, they used to have the it at the, the very. Sorry. And this is this was the uh, and one of the prizes was the oh wait go ahead are we gonna are we talking about the Momoi part no no it's actually the silent art mm-hmm. and stuff like that where you'd go in oh, okay. you place your bid and stuff like that if you want it you want it if not it would go to um, the auction on the Saturday night the thing though is they used to have it at the very back near the dealer's room I guess they thought that wasn't a good area so they moved it out to the front there's only one problem. At the very back, they had all this beautiful natural light. You could actually see everything and take it in, even if you just wanted to look at. You basically have, when they brought forward, it's all these drapes. These black drapes are covering all four corners. There's little light because it's this warehouse. It's an old World War II ammunition place, basically, that used to manufacture that, it. Yeah, so the, the lighting isn't the, the greatest, center, especially so. near the center. 
So there are some pieces that were near the black drapes that you couldn't really see. You had to literally go up to it and see what it was. So I think from that standpoint, it wasn't getting the effect they wanted. You want them to see and feel it so that they can then bid on it. So it would have been better if they went to the other space. But I think I understand that because it's behind the dealer's room and probably they weren't getting as much traffic. So they want to bring it in front. Is there such a thing as too much traffic? Something, especially if you're for stuff like that. At Anime North, yes. Good God, yes. The dealer's room has too much traffic. But the, mm-hmm. the space, the, the, that center area where um, it's hard to describe. Mm. That that big sort of open vestibule where like uh, mm. some of the rooms are. Some of the, like there's the New York and the Windsor room. Oh yeah, the that, uh, there. That, or... that where they always set up tables and run yeah. card games. Mm-hmm. Too much traffic. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to be able to get there in less than half an hour. In short, from from there to from, from you know one end of the you know one end of the double tree to the other, oh, that yeah, would be appreciative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, the yeah. room we were taping, and remember, there's like a hallway leading up to the to the New York room where we yeah. were yeah. for the shows for the uh, tapings. Oh, that room's good. I, I do like the New York room um, itself. It's just kind of itself. Hidden. It's and no, and no, the hallway that leads to it it makes it all the better because you're a little bit away from the that noise room. and the traffic that mm-hmm. is in that mm-hmm. vestibule. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you, you sort of get away from it, um, but mm-hmm. in, in any of the other rooms, it, it's not so impressive. Okay, well, I mean, there was okay. So there's that. There was I, I heard about this controversy concerning the Hellcoin, the Momoi auction. At least I think it was one of her dresses. Mm-hmm. Like one of her dresses was for sale. Oh, it went to one of her fans. I it think went it? to one of her Japanese fans who came. And so they're kind of like, are you serious? Yes, and they, because remember they're the hardcore, hardcore. Obviously, if they travel all the way from Japan, right? Like in this day and age of gas prices and stuff like that, could you imagine all the fans in North America going over to see one person, like in some far off land and stuff like that? Because well, imagine okay. the cost. But it's like the people who follow Kiss on tour. That happens, right? You're looking at a very similar scenario. But here's what the ha- people with just people a, that- just as little. Oh light. no, there's there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot. Like I mean, every thing, every popular entertainment act of any sort will have their groupies, yeah. of some sort. Um, what what the thing about the about what happened at the auction? And this is a story, and I don't and I don't know if this can ultimately be substantiated. But this is what I heard. It was um, one of her costumes was up for auction. Mm-hmm. A fan who uh, like was from here. Or more or less from this area. I remember a blogger was talking about, and she was trying and, and trying, tried to get but it. this one guy just kept on going and higher and higher, over, and then and she's just like, the "I just can't do it." Yeah, the other guy bid over the top because he obviously wanted it more. Yeah, but it was. I think the good thing is, many people said is maybe it's sad in that respect, but hey, at least the money went to a good place. Mm-hmm. It went to sick kids and stuff like that. Uh, so as long as he paid the money and it went this to charity, this is more just an observation than than an insult of any sort. Did she auction her underwear? <laughs> I don't think they went that far. It was just the dress. Did, no, because it, that would have been ideal. Because you do that, you don't announce it. You do it right after the dress. Because <laughs> <laughs> then the douchebag fan who came in to spend like eight, you know way too much money on the dress gets shafted really? on the underwear. <laughs> But there were many more Japanese choice fans of words, there. By there the way. Interesting choice of words. Uh, my choices of words are always interesting, okay. Mike. A but thought, and then we got to... The irony of it is, you have to wonder what their jobs are if they spent all that money to come over here with all the plane Sometimes tickets. Sometimes you'd be surprised. But there are fans that go to comic too, from North America and from Europe and from Australia and from all over the world. But given the things. high price of living over there as well, that's another thing you got to factor well, in. Well, any fan that travels across halfway across the world to go to some con to bid on something, like they have money. Like These okay. are people that have money. The, 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 there's something to be said there. Anybody with a semi-decent job... I.e., you know, forty save, to fi- forty save, to fifty thousand dollars a year because it ain't hard. You know, there's eight million of those jobs available without much training required. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has one of those jobs and doesn't have any female commitments, <laughs> i.e., the people who are going to follow around Momoi, <laughs> are going to have millions of dollars at uh, you know or at least to spend on this stuff. They're going to have. Heaps of disposable income because they are not spending it on any sort of woman who will get them laid in any event. <laughs> I'm rich. I'm rich. Um, or all the high-priced oh, DVDs geez. and collectibles. Yeah. God only knows. knows. Um, well, okay, you spend forty bucks on a, mm-hmm. on a on a collector's edition DVD. Mm-hmm. 
Or you could spend, you know, 40 bucks is a pretty light date. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. All right, but Parker, what do you get but... at the end that of either of That depends how talented you are, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> the point is... <laughs> I just put it out there. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> the point is, you, you, what do you get out of... You, when you buy your collector's edition DVD, you have this collectible, you get to keep it forever... You put it on your shelf, it's stuff. You can amass it, you look at it, you can see how much stuff you have. You can look at it and say, I'm this good, I have this much stuff. You go out on a $40 date with a woman, if you're lucky, you get something out of it. If you're lucky. I can't believe you're making this analogy, Adam. (laughs) They're not the same experience at all, but maybe to you, I don't know. Okay, if if we just look at this, we're looking at this from a sheer economics point of view, right? A $40 date, your average $40 date. Is a date an investment? How are you looking at it, this? We're, come on. We're looking at this at economics. This is an investment. The what if you split the bill? Doesn't matter. The $40 okay. investment. Look, If you look at your average $40 investment in a mm. woman, where does it get you? You can't measure Speaking it. as a woman, where does a $40 date get you? <laughs> oh. I'm going to put the I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going there. How much money does it take for you to put out? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> If we, the if purchasing we, power if we start of, uh, from date one, uh-huh. how much money, on average, would you guess has to be put in before you're sleeping with him? I don't put a monetary value I on it. I'm asking you to guess. No, if I really like the guy, I would. I don't know. <laughs> you say, can't guess. I guess it depends. I guess, I guess Every situation is different. Now, okay, but from an average point of view, no one would ever suggest that a $40 date is going to get you laid. Depends on how charitable they are. I'm going to put it out there that... On an average. I'm going to put it out there that I would sleep with somebody that maybe had not put any monetary value in. Like, money money doesn't matter. Average. Average. Anyway, why don't we move on? We're average here, because that's all we can do. Like, the other side is... The individual cases will always be me out. Isn't that one of those rhetorical questions in the sense that you can't really answer it? It's it's tough to answer. No, but to to go further beyond my point, if you get anything out of this $40 date... Which your chances are, at, at best, 50-50, I'm going to say. If they're your odds, I'd say it's a bit different there. In <laughs> like, any we'll event. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Go. You know, Finish your thought. What do you get? What do you have to show? Nothing. You, you don't hick- have anything to put on your wall. You don't have anything to put on your shelf. You could get some nice hickeys. Maybe, but they go away. <laughs> Take pictures. Document right? it. No, but see, that's the thing. The only, thing, the only possible thing... Yeah. You don't have you that amount of stuff to say, I have this much you stuff. You can videotape it and make your own collector's DVD. Or an STD. How'd that work? <laughs> that has negative value. Because <laughs> that costs you more some, money. It's, it's something. But it's not something you want to show to other people. <laughs> it's not the sort of thing you can show off. Same with sex tapes. You can't bring a random friend into your apartment and say, unless, this is how many sex tapes unless, I have of myself. This is how cool I am. I think unless that's the it's internet, of a celebrity, so and then you can really cash in. You can cash in. Unless you suck. But the, the point of this is, is and you know, this, we got we to get to the end. This, this is sort of a, you know, a, a mentality that you'll see among the, the hardcore geeks, if I'm to call them that, is you, know, you, you there's clearly a direct investment on one side if you put if you put your money directly into your collectibles you have something to show for it if you put your money into social events not just in general not not just just women women. Mm -hmm. social events generally you can say okay i have you know i have memories i have the experience of it you know but i don't have anything I and I have the but and by and by the same token, your collectibles get you experiences and memories as well, because you have that show you watched, you have that drama CD you listened to, you have that manga you read. I do kind of get what you're getting towards. Right. I don't necessarily think that it. I know you don't like my women. analogies, but <laughs> it all depends on you it's know, disposable income. Like if you live, especially like in your parents' whatever, basement, it's more of a case of whatever. You just hope that it's money well spent, regardless. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so. I don't know how we got that from Geekum. Uh, anyway, um, we I, I went on underwear and it and just sort of great. went. We kind of, <laughs> we kind of took okay, the ball. We got to keep this. We got to keep the, the the fan expo comments quick. Um, and then that I guess fan expo James was fan expo. As we it know, was, except yeah, it was there wasn't any Japanese guests this year. Yeah, um, and many of the well, two of the English guests, the major ones, uh, the two major ones, had other commitments. Wendy Lee and make, Steve make Blum. Who were who were Faye, Faye Valentine most famous roles together? Faye Valentine and Spike. And Spike. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that, if you were a Kenshin fan, um, I think all the Yumi money and went, Shishio. I think all the money went to Buzz Aldrin. That's what I think. <laughs> Adam, uh, I, I tend to have one comment the about Fan Expo, yeah. which is um, because I, I've had a tendency to be to be forced to work the all night room. Uh-huh. Fan Expo is the one place where, in working the all night room, I get I can get myself really, 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 really drunk. And still be incredibly bored. Whoa. <laughs> I hate to tell you, though, it was a different night because we were in the Holiday Inn. That doesn't, but, yeah, yeah, but, but the point is, there's, there's not many people there. People Actually, just go to sleep still, don't they? No, you can't sleep no, there. No, because it, it's in a bar, usually. Well, not no, this bed. one was in a and, hotel yeah, room in a dance thing, thing yeah. and it was just a dance. And they shut us down at around... 3 a.m. because they were worried about noise going yeah. out to the. So wait, where's theme. the only anime going this? Yeah, that now. was. It was huh? the, what that, room does it have? Holiday Inn. In? It's really? a Holiday so, Inn. Apparently, and a Holiday Inn room this year. Okay. In prior years, it was uh, the basement of the Strathcone. I remember yeah, yeah, it was basement, but it's yeah, so it was a bar, so you weren't allowed to sleep. Yeah, so yeah, the, this is the key change that happened that this year at Fan, at Fan Expo. The anime all night took place on a Holiday Inn on King Street, and if you're familiar with the area, it's like. It's sort of like the club score. district, yeah. The Score Television Network, the Sports up. Network, which is a major sports network here in Canada, because we assume there are mm-hmm. Americans who listen. Um, they set up their studios on the uh, other side of that building, on one mm-hmm. end of that building, right. on the corner yeah, of King now, and now I know what building you're talking about. Ways, so it's it's and that's where the all night. And it's probably of note. And this is the other segue, and this is the segue to Dot Con, the mm-hmm. new convention that'll happen in November. It's an anime-esque type convention, I guess. Yep. And they and what, actually... Hmm? Yeah, what do you have to say about it? Well, it'll be interesting. They obviously got the uh, gun running, that's for sure, because uh, they got a Japanese guest, I think the voice of Ichigo for that, and then all these English guests mm-hmm. that it's are top of the line. List. So they really have got the guests. They said they're trying to be more anime north-like, which I'm assuming means panels and all these other things. It's two days... It'll be in November. It's yep. kind of like the six-month mark between... It's the six-month mark between mm-hmm. that and Anime North. Isn't that where Kon Nobaka attempted to... Tr- attempted to Obviously, start? they yeah. went the opposite way of Kon Nobaka because I talked to them. People were talking about, is this going to be another Kon Nobaka? But they put out the guests. They put out real meat. So it's not like, okay, oh. just show up, have fun, and hope the con doesn't destroy itself. They put down the money on the hotel, I was told... Everything is set. They're not going to have the rug pulled out by Christmas parties or drunken frolickers. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's, it's going to well, succeed. Thing, true. True, it, but we know that we'll be there. It's it not going to end halfway the through. Thing is, the, only thing we, the only thing we can say about DotCon is that, you know, let's see, let's see, let it come and go in November. But I do we'll think guests are a big draw as well. It does, and that like, is something looks, that they have. It looks, pro- I mean, so far so good, I guess. The only uh, thing is organization. We don't know how they're organized. That'll yeah. be the big test, I think, for them, organization. And we won't know Fan that Expo, until... Anime North, these are people, they've been through the ringer, they've done it so many times that they have a sense of organization. Well, this one's a new team, so we don't know how... It's going to be organized how well they will work for everyone. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's why Kondobaka was surprising that it failed. It these were these were people who knew what they were doing. These were yeah because they were running lot, this because there were people a lot of there were people who were associated with Anime North yeah. mm-hmm. in the past with that one. So, but they weren't all associated with Anime. North. No, 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 not no, no. all. But they the thing is, it was no. But the point is that if there's you know people who have clearly done this before. Yeah. Right, you know, it, it, once you've done it once, you know, you, you don't have much excuse when you fail a second time because you know how, how it works to run it properly. Well, there, there's mm. a lot of things that went <laughs> wrong there. So but, for dot con, is it a two day con? Or yeah, it's a two day con well, in November. Go to animecons.com uh, and well, it'll be on there, and you can find out the guests. Is there a real link to that to the convention now? Like yeah, there's a real link. They actually have a website. It's okay, a messed well. up website that you can choose wherever the bleep you want. But basically, it'll give you the guests. It'll give you where it's at. It gives you what times the two day Saturday is it a free Sunday. Con? No. no, you have to pay. <laughs> actually, this is the messed up part of it. It's what I, I can't remember the what they call themselves, but they're trying to get memberships for events throughout the year. And Uh-oh. supposedly those Uh-oh. people get a cheaper price <laughs> oh, yeah, than the people that right. show up. The, but the I first think part of it is the Halloween dance, too. Yeah. I mean, that'll be the one of the key But parts. don't worry. I think the worst you are going to have to pay is, I think they said $45, $40. That's not going to happen for me. But that's probably just because <laughs> they brought in the guests. They had to yeah. pay for all those other things. So. We'll see. Okay, if I got to pay 45 bucks for a con, I better be guaranteed 
hot and nearly naked cosplay chicks. <laughs> It'll be in November. Doesn't matter. Why do you think I, sh- I showed up to Anime North? <laughs> Podcast aside. Because, uh, as I said at the time... I late spring. As I so said, no, but warm. as I said at Anime North, there's nothing here unless you really, really want to buy shit. You know, you feel like ogling, you feel like ogling cosplay girls, or you're here to watch Anime Hell. <laughs> anime Hell was good too. Anime Hell was yeah, spectacular as it always is, but is it worth paying that much money to get in? Just for that? You know, I'll, I'm going to throw my money at it because I, it I depends had to be there on for the each, podcast. But each person gets a different thing on yeah, the money they spend for well, said con or said experience the, or whatever. But most people are going for I mean, more than just I mean, Adam, maybe one event. I mean, the yeah. thing is, the or, thing is, when you put in your money, you hope for certain things, or too. they wouldn't go. Well, you well, okay. For certain people, I, for some people, I understand it. Um, and for a, a day before the sort of you know internet ubiquity of fan subs, Anime North made a lot of sense. There's a lot of anime being played, let's be honest. Or in mm-hmm. Well, that's why I stopped yeah. going yeah. to cons. Well, yeah. I used to go to see you new know, stuff. You, you, I, you I don't need to anymore, all yeah. Now. And so, you know, if you're going to cons... You can say that about anime clubs, too, but go ahead. Yeah, but um, if you're going to anime cons, you're paying a significant amount of money to be there for two days to either watch anime that you could already watched, to go to panels who are run by people... Who, only, who are only doing them so they can get free, so they can get free admission, mm-hmm. which that's a motivation. That's a whole other rant there. <laughs> or you're going for the occasional few cool things, you know, the, the guest. You know, mm-hmm. you might be going for the masquerade. I would say there's you option D. You might be going D. for anime hell. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Option D. I think most people go because it's a social event. They get to meet their friends. Yeah. Okay, I know a lot yes, of people that only go to okay. hang out with these people. Now, that they now the reason I don't tend to buy into that is, is again because I, I've been part of an anime club. Well, no, I know people right. that, like, they only see these people at cons. No, no, I understand that. But, like, you know. And they get dropped. Because they do drop people from the U.S., from other yeah. provinces and stuff like that, because there aren't as many events. And, and, I, and I sort of understand that. But, again, know. it's I'm paying, like, what, $45 to spend a weekend with my friends? How about we meet outside well, anime to North, to do that. go to the bar. And, and there's a lot of bars there. There's a lot of bars yeah. there. And on the airports. Rip. Yep. A few other places, maybe. Yeah. So airport strip sounds like a pretty uh, interesting <laughs> euphemism there, and it actually exists. Well, there's a, there, there's probably an airport strip of another kind, if I anyway, may say so um, myself. Th- there's probably several. Okay, we got <laughs> actually little... there's quite a few. Would you okay. like us to map quest them for you <laughs> after the show? Would you guys like a room? Um, we oh. have a room, Mike. Yes, yeah, right. You want us to leave? No, no. You I can think stay. there's someone looking out the window? Maybe at not you, her, Mike. but you can stay. <laughs> Okay, we we really we, we, we <laughs> perilously little time. We perilously little time. I want to go a little bit, like a little bit into this stuff. Um, when we did the episode with um, the Comic Den Brothers with uh, Terry and Anthony la- a month ago, we said we wanted to do that as more of a company um, business part, mm-hmm. business part, mm-hmm. because lots of happened on the business end. And when we came back, we wanted you know Adam to be front and center with for this episode because we want to go through the political and legal sides. Now, if you're in the States, chances are you don't know that Canada is also facing a general election, which will be on, I believe, October 23rd. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, but it's in October 24th. Um, I think it's actually, actually higher than that. So, uh, and, and, you know, it can be understandable yeah. because the states are the, because you, the states are seeing, you know, a, a general an election. They have their, their, their election in November. Yeah, but usual. that all said, I'm pretty sure there's more than a handful of Canadians who may not be aware that Canada's about to have an election, too. Um Considering the paper, I'd be surprised. So here's the de- so here's the thing. Um, obviously, there are a bunch of issues. Uh, like this one, this one, this one is not going to be on the. This one's probably not on the front burner. But it was there, and it was, it was there. Uh, you know, it, it was there on the table as the Parliament was dissolved, and it's, mm-hmm. and currently it's dead. We're mm-hmm. talking about Bill C sixty one, which was introduced in Parliament, mm-hmm. and um, I believe July or. Well, I forgot exactly when it was uh, introduced, but it's essentially a Canadian version of the Digital Digital yeah, Millennium Act. So, um, and there were a bunch of like obviously this was a day that a lot of uh, a lot of people who download stuff may, weren't necessarily looking forward to, but it seemed to be quite an interesting bill. 
when you go through a lot of its little points and details. It, it is, it's a particularly interesting so, build. They said they were trying to strike a balance. How would you feel that worked out? Because you hear that, but that could be talk. How well, okay. do you think the that The problem talk- is, um, the, the reason most people most people are not so up, as up in arms in this about this as they should be is the nature of the bill, if you read it as it is, because it's an act to amend the Copyright Act, it's a, it's it, an doesn't, act. it doesn't, doesn't read as a full act. It reads as, you know, these are what we're going to add statute. to it. You know, these are the sections we're going to strike out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't always, it, it doesn't read that easily. Second of all, it does introduce a number of little things. Like, it does allow, you know, reproduction of media. And if you just read that, and that's where the header, that's where the section will start. Mm-hmm. Is you know it is not an infringement of copyright to make a reproduction of some sort of media, and then pops on you know as long as the following terms and conditions are met, and the the the, the devil's in the details on those because you have to own the source material, mm-hmm. cannot be borrowed or rented, has to be owned. You can only make one copy, and you have to own the media upon which that is. Um, you cannot um, break any sort of DRM that's in a making key one. the copy. That's actually one of the this more... This is no- significant. This is that's the key, key part, actually. That's very key. Um, there's a number of other things. If you ever sell the original source material, you have to destroy all copies. Um, you have to abide by the terms. And if, if it was downloaded and, it was, uh, and it's distributable on terms and conditions, you have to abide by them. Which is, uh, that that one's actually particularly interesting because it's shifting what would normally be the regime of copyright law into statutory. So you're taking something which would normally only be enforceable on a private sort of civil stage. And then it would become mm-hmm. criminal. criminal. It's not that it becomes criminal. But well, because it's, but it, it, no, no, because you, you won't necessarily get thrown in jail for that. Um, and most things under the Copyright Act, you, you won't be. Um, but... What it does is rather than relying on a common law basis of this is an infringement of copyright and sort of relying on past decisions, you suddenly have this statutory rule that says, no, 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 that's a breach. It doesn't matter what all these prior judges have said, how they've interpreted it. Essentially clears the slate. Exactly. On, clears uh, the slate on well, it. That's and, the only way you can do it. You have to make the law like or amend the law or else. It takes away pre- – but it takes away – Past precedent. What it do, yes, it takes away precedent, but what it also tends to do is it tends to, when things are legislated, they are okay. If you if you think of the common law as as a, a growing tree, as you know, constitutional professors tend mm-hmm. to use the the metaphor, it's sort of allowed to grow in very you know intricate ways. Just like when you is- when you throw a statute into it, you're uprooting the entire thing. Planning a new one and then guiding the way it grows. Well, that's because the government of the day does not like how the courts is doing it. So they were given the power in the exactly. Constitution to make like a decision and to just destroy the whole thing so that judges, like, everything's in check. You in know other, what yeah, I mean? It's kind of like, to you, to go back to your tree analogy, they just don't like the way the tree, the branches are growing. Exactly. You don't like but the way it goes. So you, so you set it very rigidly. But this means that, you know, you have... Especially in copyright, you have years of doctrine on this. You know, since the, you know, sort of internet revolution started coming about in the 90s, that have been dealing with this. And that have dealt with it in a very very satisfactory way, you know, in my opinion. But then you have this. And then you've Mm -hmm. gone and shifted it to a whole other regime. To a a very, very US-like regime. It sounds very archaic. It is very archaic. And it's sort of a, a pity that the oh. only party that's actually making an issue of this is the NDP, mm-hmm. um, which sort of implies the liberals didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize what a big deal it was. And I've always, uh, when, when Parliament was still sitting, uh, I've been known to say that if the, liber- if the liberals did not topple the conservative government over this bill, I wouldn't vote liberal again, ever. This, this this wasn't an issue in the toppling anyway. I don't this, think this, this was ever. And, and, they would have let it pass, and, I think. And, and There's I my problem back. with it because they... it is significant enough that it should have been considered. It should have been toppled. 
I think it's because there were the other pressures that, on the, this bill that people wanted it through. You know right. what I mean? The lobby groups, the but other it also, issues. It also, the was, it also it only went past first reading. Uh, the yeah. thing was, so um, it was never stage people talk. were fe- the only the fear that people had was whether or not this would become a confidence motion. I mean, that's the that was the thought, and, and I it doubt should it. Be, it should have been a non-confidence vote. Now, if it had ever gotten a third reading, the you know the nature of it is it went past first reading. Yeah, it didn't you get more or less. To let be honest, pass yeah, let's be reading. honest. It never got far at all. Let's be let's truth be told. Yeah, but the point is because it didn't get very far, it should be an issue because if the liberals brought it up and stopped you know as much as i like the green shift plan it's really crappy for a campaign if you ran your campaign on economy and copyright you'd have a lot more votes in fact if the liberals ran their campaign on toppling this bill you'd have the youth vote more or less secured. Yeah, that's true. The thing, though, is that copyright is boring. That's why people aren't paying it's attention. Boring. You know what I mean? It's well, words on a page. You know what I mean? It is. Until it hurts them, they don't and care. That's, that's, and that's how everything but the works. Thing is, and, that's, that, and that's where it gets. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. This is the type of thing that does hurt. And but it would hurt a lot of you. If you just, if, even if you only highlighted the fact, the, the $500 fine mm-hmm. for downloading. Now they, I like that. For a single instance, 500 bucks. I think they said they were talking about because in other countries it's higher and they said they wanted to make it lower because not everyone would be able to pay the fine. Well, so how do you think okay, of that it, argument? Well, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, well, you know, it's not the U.S. You're not getting sued for $200,000 mm-hmm. for downloading this. The point is, though, the peop- uh, you know, a majority of the people downloading this shit mm-hmm. are, you know, like, yeah, are teenagers, are university students. Mm-hmm. They're not only not people with five hundred dollars disposable income. <laughs> they're not. A lot may not have a vote for starters. They may not have yeah, a they vote, not. and they may not even agree with why they're being forced to pay this. They may not understand. Well, exactly. probably they their parents. It. They're going to pass the buck to the legal uh, guardian of yeah, said. But you know, why are we why are we dinging these people five hundred bucks for downloading it? Now the old regime. You know, the if we're you know it's technically still the current regime under the copy under under you know the common law, downloading is not all that big a deal. Uploading is where you have your issues. Mm-hmm. You know, distribution is the problem. Mm-hmm. The fact that I download this stuff is really not because I'm not really costing anybody any money. If I download a track off a CD, I know in my case, mm-hmm. I was never really going to buy the CD in the first place. You're, anyone who doing this so is probably really on the bubble. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm not going to hurt anybody because if I don't download it, I don't listen to it. Or I listen to it on the radio, if we're just talking music here. Or it's something I'm downloading that isn't commercially available in North America. It may never as be. is particularly prominent in this sort mm-hmm. of crowd. Um, and may not necessarily be, ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. or ever. So, you know, what, what is your expectation I mean, that I'm I going mean, to... I mean, those copyright laws I mean, may never that. ever come I mean, after us exactly. anyway. The, like, I this mean, is only probably the big ones that are caring no, about No, but us. there's the thing, is all of a sudden, without... Because that part, the, the downloading issue, is mm-hmm. being shifted away, again, away from yeah. private civil law, this time into almost criminal... It's more of a statutory offense. It's and not people really are yeah, it's under yeah, the statute. Yeah. The but you have the government enforcing it now instead of the copyright holder. Mm-hmm. So whereas you know in our quote unquote current regime, if I download a piece of you know Japanese music that is never going to be commercially available in North America, not even through the iTunes, store. not even through iTunes, the Japanese copyright holder really couldn't care less. Although they although they have to put up the face that they do, they ha- they put up the face. I mean, that they do, I mean, but they're see- never going to launch a suit. They're never going to actually spend the money to try and do anything about it because they know that, you know, okay, fine. It wasn't available. I didn't give you the option. I mean, you can say this. You can say, you know, Japanese companies will put the cease and desist order because they – and some will claim it gives gives them leverage and all that stuff. They may put a cease and desist order on a website, but they're not going to do anything against, you know, little old me downloading something off BitTorrent or off, you know, Kazaa or whatever. Now, interesting – But now the government has the power to turn around and say, I don't care doesn't matter what he says. Mm-hmm. I'm dinging you. I'm taking that money and I'm punishing you. But they don't have a stake. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But logically, they shouldn't. And even if we go down to the burn convention, the government doesn't really have a stake in this. But they're taking one. Mm. So that's a, Let's I mean, be honest. You know, copyright law is, you know, by its nature, 
private law. It deals with you know one party's rights against another, and ultimately, and ultimately, uh, and ultimately, very like it's not that cut and dry because of no, it's not because, cut and dry because of the slightest. Law. But it, the point is, it's private law. the The act really only guides how one party can collect against another. The government should not be involved in enforcement, and never has. Until until now, until uh, unless this comes in, yes, in, until well, really, until the DMCA mm-hmm. that started the trend mm-hmm. in Canada, obviously. Well, in Canada, it's now, yeah. but the point is, the DMCA started this trend, and now you know you're you're seeing this divide between Western countries mm-hmm. as to who's jumping on the U.S.'s side mm-hmm. and who's jumping on the uh, I would tend to call it the Swedish side. Yeah, <laughs> the far more laissez-faire side about it. Pirate Bay, yes, well, exactly. The thing is, and, and the thing is, and I don't know how much time we have. Well, not much time. The whole thing, going back down to the states. I mean, that's also in question too. It's been in question for a while, mm-hmm. and and we're about to see. We might see a mistrial called in that um, that case that uh, um, the Jamie. I forgot her name now. She was the one who. Um, she was the one who got fined like two hundred. Oh grand. yeah, right. The, a mistrial could be called on that in yeah. that now. And obviously, um, the, obviously, the companies are, you know, they're not they're uptight about wanting that to happen. But it could happen, and mm-hmm. it seems like a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then you have one of the uh, a, a key defense attorney, a uh, key defense attorney facing. And I should put the link to this. Key, one of the key defense attorneys, and this one, and probably unrelated to this to the, this particular case, but just in general, um, he he has runs this website called. The recording industry versus the people dot com or something. Yeah. It's a popular mm-hmm. blog. I think I think he's now being sued by the by the um by the recording industry mm-hmm. for remarks he's made. Almost like a defamation. Oh, it sounds yeah. like one. I should I should I'll put up the well, link. I will put another up the link. link you might want to look at. Was it Michael Geist? Or yes, someone and, and, this from is, and I guess that's should, another person. And this is for and, the Canadian should, side. Yeah, and this is the Canadian side. Michael Geist, yeah. uh, a law professor in Ottawa. I think it's I don't know if it's Carlton Ooh. or U of A or or, or U, U of O. I think Carlton, but anyway. But um. He's uh, the law, a law professor who's been spearheading against this, and he's taken a, bu- a bunch of different angles. Obviously, um, what Adam's putting up is not an angle that I personally thought of, or I certainly read about, but it's an interesting angle, to say the least. Um, Mr. Geist has taken on, you know, uh, um, like has a lot of people behind him over this. Not too, like, you'll find out that the critis- that the... Um, those there aren't too many for this, and there's a lot more against it on, on many different grounds. Teachers are get teachers and students are mm-hmm. against it because it's it blocks them from doing their research from doing research and looking looking mm-hmm. around. Uh, environmentalists, uh, in terms of electronic gadgets, um, the DRM, I mean that digital lock system, can conceivably work on physical gadgets mm-hmm. like region like DVD players or unlocked phones. It may force you know company it may force uh, people to strictly go with. The, their service providers, and thus, you know, render, you know, phones bought just without, without being tied anywhere, mm. could render them useless. Th- that's another significant problem, and that one specifically because um, that's actually going against the U.S. Mm-hmm. The FCC. I'm sure Apple would be happy. Well, the FCC but... has rules in place that um, you have to be able to provide unlocked phones. Kind of weird, isn't it? Yes, very. Yeah. You have to be able to unlock the the service provider has to be able to unlock it. Mm-hmm. Now I, I don't know, you know, where the iPhone falls into that loop. Well, because just, I'm sure there's a. I think it's more of a I'm case sure of because of their 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 ex- like they just like to maintain exclusive uh, certain degrees yeah. of exclusivity, and this has always been well. But it, you know, uh, trios, if you buy them, singular is notorious for this. You know, they tried to put limits on whether they would give the unlock codes. And mm-hmm. they were more or less forced to just give out the unlock codes, no matter what. If your customer asked you for it, you had to give it out. It's a requirement. Yeah, I wonder what what uh, Apple does. Where I don't Apple know where that would fall. I don't know why that falls into it. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't gone through the law that extensively. I just, it's come up a lot in trios. Fair enough. And so trio boards are sort of rife with this commentary that if you want to unlock your trio, just contact your service provider because they're obligated to do it. Yeah, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I guess with the iPhones, I guess I guess they just go with their exclusivity as much as possible. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't and know Rogers what, what and rule that falls in under. But there are unlocked iPhones available, both 3G and original, because certain countries have, have very explicit laws. France, you have to be able to purchase an unlocked device. You can sell locked devices, but you have to have that unlocked version available. And so in Apple's case, I don't know what the, what what their pricing is on the 3G, but on the original, they sold the original one for I believe 499 euros or like 800 some, or, or 399 euros or something. Crazy, and that would be crazy crazy expensive. And they Canadian. sold the other one for 600. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just a thought there, and I guess I will say, uh, keep up with the elections. If you if anyone out there in Canada really cares, make it an issue. Uh, I can guarantee yeah, you it's it going to be the same. It's up to you. Hit make, up, if, you know, I, well, put, whether you're liberal or NDP, hit up somebody to bring this up. The liberals have not brought it up enough. They're not going to bring it up, I guarantee They're you. They're not it's going just, to bring it up. And the NDP really should take the conservatives more to task about it. Copyright isn't sexy. The economy's sexy. Whatever yeah, but, the yeah, hot but, topic yeah, but, of the day is, yeah, it's but the sexy, green but shift is even less sexy. As the green have you been to have you been, yeah, have you been to the website? It doesn't explain anything. Exactly. It anyway. just tells you I live here. This is my income. This is this, but it doesn't tell you how you're going to help the environment. Isn't that the key part of it? I'm like, ah. Now that's another, that's neither here nor yon. We'll hear more about that. As, that's as an important thing to go. Anyway, uh, let's oh. take the break. Um, when we come back, uh, we move from we move from proposed law to legal theory. Uh, we'll talk about the we'll talk about a law student's um, paper on fan subs released back in July. In a couple seconds, it's the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Well, it's because oh, I can't reach your thigh. Hey, <laughs> I'm moving over. Adam and Clarissa are just. This is getting. This is getting scary. Maybe two hundred dollars. Could always $200. do the limbo in between the little. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe one hundred. I don't know. Is this like spread over one still, day? They're or still talking rates? about. Okay. Just in general. To all the listeners Let's out there. Let's say split the difference. To all the listeners out there. They're no, still having listening. that discussion from. Or we're no, because I think I've got it. I think I've got her down to a figure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so is is one hundred fifty fair as an average? Well, it's hard to say that there's an average. No, they, they, that's the thing. You, this is all. This is sort of speculation. This is like, to uh, yeah, right? hypothetical. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, would would we say 150 is fair? Because you said between 100 <laughs> and 200. I say let's just split the difference. Probably there. closer. I don't know. Well, well, no, you on. put me on the spot again. Yeah. I don't the know. The world is waiting, Clarissa. <laughs> well, again, just to reiterate to our listeners, Maybe that, you this is going on the, the basis that I would only date uh, someone that I'm already okay, somewhat attracted to. Adam, if you take the leap no, first, no, no, then yeah, no, no, no. As, as she was saying, this this is working on the basis that you're attracted to the individual because you're willing to go out on that first date <laughs> you know without a monetary. I know without a monetary <laughs> basis because that's the difference between dating and prostitution. <laughs> oh, I can't. So, I can't commit to this on air. Not when it's being recorded. No, you don't want to commit to no. to 150 there. No. no. Would you? <laughs> would you <laughs> like a room? No. The podcast now continues uh, for Thursday night, September 18th, 2008. Uh, Nicholas, Austin, Grant, and Jewel around the table with you in front of a live audience who's really enjoying the conversation <laughs> online via the comicden.com who wishes they were here enjoying this conversation it's the official podcast of anime north um it feels weird when you call me jewel like that i feel like a teacher or something i feel weird being called grant well you're like gonna be grant a lawyer like, what, what do people call you then uh, <laughs> counselor okay thank you counselor um <clears throat> he still needs to translate that journal for happened? us all oh. yeah <laughs> I don't. If you want, you can maybe translate to French. See, I think yeah, I, I don't believe in the idea. Uh, I don't mind being screwed. I just would like. To, I, was, I just would like to have dinner beforehand or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I look at it more as um, you know, if I'm gonna get fucked in the ass, I'd like the common courtesy of a reach around. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, very okay. Well here we go. Good. On uh, that note, uh, back to the Boston University Law Review and the June 2008 issue. A gentleman, by, a law student by the name of Joshua Daniels, argued about uh, wrote a article in it called "Lost in Translation: Anime Moral Rights and Market Failure." And Mr. Daniels made this argument about four kids in one piece and the concept of moral right uh, of moral rights, especially on the part of the especially if the work deviates so greatly from what the creator originally made. 
Um, we can go on and on. I mean, there's a nice little... Obviously, we're reading this almost verbatim from the Anime News Network uh, write-up. Um, the article itself is obviously available online. We'll put, at least put the link to that. It's quite a read. It is. It's a long read. I, I tried to read. read. I think I'll be good bedtime reading for the listeners. It, yeah, it's 36 pages. <laughs> it will put you to sleep if, if you're not either really, really into the idea or ha- don't have a lot yeah, of Yeah, I think the gist of the, the, gist of the article is that um, the, we have the... Um, the the rights holder has the right to have its work presented, which uh, in the proper form, if if the uh, official form in another region or whatever is, uh, if the official form is deviates way away from something like that. It's more or less a discussion as to like this is this use of um, the law and government and governmental mechanisms on maintaining artistic integrity. Okay. On the behalf of the copyright holder. Um, because it, it does examine a few options here. It examines, you know, it um, royalties, as we tend to see on music. Yes. Where mm-hmm. one doesn't need to particu- doesn't need to ask permission to utilize the original work. You just have to pay a certain set royalty for the use of it. And he goes through the advantages and disadvantages of that. Um, but he, he sort of focuses on this um modification of the fair use doctrine now his suggestion is that um where a where a a licensed version of let's say an adaptation of an anime um deviates so much or deviates substantially from the original work then fair use should allow the distribution of a fan sub or a you know a far more a more faithful a more faithful mm-hmm. preservation of the work now while his argument now in terms of you know our you know fanboy reaction of let's try and get the most pure version out there cuz that's the one we want to watch this seems like a great argument in that sense but, in that mm-hmm. sense obviously you have a but cuz you told me well, you had there, there's a but because the basis for this conclusion completely ignores what the fair use doctrine is and what it's used for. <laughs> the fair use doctrine does not just mean fair use. It is the fair use doctrine is sort of the the legal recognition of how artistic derivation works. Artists are inspired by other artists before them. They draw on other works. And so you will see what, if you, if you look at copyright law very strictly and apply it very strictly, a lot of works would not be allowed to exist because they utilize some prior work to some degree. And if we apply copyright law strictly, any degree is prohibited. Mm-hmm. And it, it would just prevent artistic progress, really. People would not, artists would not be able to do their work because... It requires utilizing prior work. That's what the fair use doctrine is designed to protect. It's designed to protect these uses that are artistic in themselves. That it's a derivation. You're utilizing and drawing on former works in creation of your own. own. Mm -hmm. Now, the the biggest example of fair use that is usually used is parody. I could use rap music, but... Well, yeah, but the point is, parody is... I mean, that's what came to mind. It's considered, it's an art form of itself that relies incredibly heavily on the original work. Mm -hmm. Almost reproducing it consistently, but in order to make fun of it. Without the fair use doctrine, that wouldn't exist. It could be criminal. It would be, it would would be a violation of copyright. And the point is, you know, the fair fair use is premised on using these these original works to a minimal standard or in the creation of a further work. So applying it in order to allow the original work to be distributed... Kind of like a, it sounds like a short circuit of some sort. It, it makes no sense. It's a complete reversal of the rule. The original, you know, non-faithful adaptation of the work 
would be more likely to fall into the fair use doctrine than than would the faithful work. <laughs> yeah, it's a, because it's... translations and minor adaptations are already covered under copyright law. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're not they're they're considered derivative works. They're mm-hmm. and derivative work has a term. They're not considered as falling under the fair use doctrine. They are not a significant enough change to fall under it. Mm-hmm. So what he's arguing here is that, well, they should. <laughs> what he's basically trying to argue is he's trying to twist you know, doctrines of existing copyright law into making it okay for fans to get the best version of an anime. It's truthiness. It's That's- truthiness. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the part one of the parts which he sort of ignores, you know, he mentions he draws on it, he mentions it very minimally, um, that when they're licensing these shows in the first place, they agree to this. Yeah, and that's the key yeah. part of this. He's yeah. suggesting that well, the reason well, they do and- that is that there's an inequality in bargaining power, that perhaps the U.S. distributors have have greater bargaining power. Which, you know, as those of us a little more in the industry realize, it doesn't yeah. really make that much sense. Because, as a general rule, there's a lot of fight over some of these series. There's a lot of people who want them. So, you know, there's no particular reason why they're not making a requirement that you stay faithful to it in the agreement. Primarily because, and, you know, this this is perhaps my interpretation of it, but they want their money. Right, and if if they're going to get money by, you know, the, the the American distributor making a significant change to the work, or by the American distributor not changing the work at all, doesn't really change that much. They just want their money. Exactly. Part of part of the argument here is that the amount of money that they receive is you know very much tied to how successful the series is, which is and isn't true. Because a, a, a series flop is still going to make a significant amount of money. You know, he, he cites four, he cites One Piece and Four Kids. Now, he, he cites, you know, the fact that one piece, uh, Four Kids chose not to finish One Piece because it was getting too long and it was not making all that much money and had, this is after they'd hacked it up significantly. Well, that's because of the merchandising. Four Kids, yeah. on another front, is all about merchandising. So I'm not sure, I forget how far he went into that because that is their business. It's not yeah, about he, faithful he translations exactly. and anime. It's about merchandising. And that's that, another so thing he really missed. is about bottom line. He, he, that he, one's yeah. more bottom line. He did, But there's the thing, you know, you pick up a several hundred episode television series like One Piece, you know, you got to expect that. Mm-hmm. You got to expect that you're not going to be able to finish this thing because you know demand for it will will fall off. You know, demand for Dragon Ball Z dropped off too. Demand for and then Pokemon. Naruto demand for is Pokemon. Now, demand for Naruto. It drops off eventually. But One Piece is the still big, big in Japan. Hmm? One Piece is oh, yeah, still really still huge, great, but it's but, not here. Yeah, I know. When I talked to people in Japan, they were shocked when I said that probably most anime fans have never heard of One Piece. We, we like, tend to really have a much, a much shorter, a sh- much shorter attention span here. Yeah. It's always now, the it's next also new ma- thing. It's also a matter of who they direct it to. That's true, Because too. the longer series, like One Piece, like Dragon Ball Z, like Pokemon, tend to be directed toward a younger audience. Young, toward your younger 10 males. 10 to 12 audience. Yeah. They grow up before the series is done. They tend to. <laughs> you know, by the time they're 13, 14, they don't really want to watch that anymore. Uh, but the series isn't over. Yeah. I think it depends on the person. It, well, okay, fine. But I think you can take that argument and even say more so in North in a place like North America. Yeah. For something for, because, uh, like, I mean, it's like you can't. It's almost an apples and oranges argument because, with, in the case of One Piece, when you do that in Japan, you're talking about the native, the native, the native land where mm-hmm. it's it's originating from. It's so much more part of the culture there. So much more mainstream. Mm-hmm. In the case of trying to do the same thing here with the, with said title, we're talking something that's foreign to start, yeah, mm-hmm. and it only has a certain foothold, not a mainstream foothold, not a, not really of anything of significance in the end. Mm-hmm. So it can it, you, it can easily lose it, and that's what happens here. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, because you're looking at you know over 200 episodes, you're looking at an average of 26 episodes, 25, 26 episodes a season. You're looking like eight seasons. 
That's, yeah. Eight years you've got to keep somebody eight years attracted for whatever. And the other thing is, they, still, what, what can still, you what can you keep people attracted to for eight years in North America? Simpsons. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's no, been but, done. No, but how long? How well. many seasons of The Simpsons have you actually watched? Uh, can you say you've watched eight seasons in a row? Can you say you've I don't watched know. When I dropped, stop watching. Twenty years, right? You know, uh, something, you know, even if we go to, like, you know, Days of Our Lives is a whole other ball game because, if you, because you've attracted somebody in their 30s. Yeah. And at that point, their tastes aren't going to change significantly. Well, you, I guess you can make that assumption. Over, that, over the course anyway. of eight years, well, soap operas have proved it, right? They, they remain popular. Let's go five more minutes here. Less okay. than five. Because I, I know you... Is then, yes, to sum it up, the, the, you know, as much as this guy's argument is interesting... He he just missed the ball on what fair use is. Make it sound like he didn't really go to law classes. Yeah, I, I sort of get that impression. <laughs> and, and it sounds it sounds like he had people helping him, but you make it sound yeah. like those people weren't reading as much as they should. Now he he's sort of, you know a proposal for a new fair use rule. Well, the point the point is he's ignored what the fair use doctrine is. Did he even really thought, explain it in a way that you explained to us? I can't remember vaguely. It sounded like he, he, he glossed over when I He was hasn't reading. explained the purpose of the fair use doctrine. And, and that's sort of key to it. But what he's done is he's fallen back to just the, the sheer phrase, fair mm-hmm. use. Would this be fair use? And I suppose mm-hmm. if, you know, if you go down to that level, well, yeah, you can certainly make an argument that this, you know, it would be fair use to allow a faithful representation of something to be distributed. Mm-hmm. In the face of a non-faithful or a substantially altered one, but there's the thing: the term "fair use" in the in layman speak mm-hmm. doesn't mean fair what use. fair use means in legalese. In legal speak. Legalese is a totally different ballgame. Exactly, and he's missed that. Which mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's a first year, maybe he was drunk or high and decided to write this for some credit. I don't know. Maybe he just decided, you know, well, how many he, people he are wanted re- to find a way to get for fanboys to get what they wanted and decided to, I hate to tell twist you, the law in his own favor. But I, think, ahead, I was just going to say that. How many people are really reading these journals? Because I've read educational journals before, and usually it's just the students and maybe a few professors and maybe some crazy person who has an interest <laughs> in said yeah. topics. Oh, he's a JD candidate. You know candidate. what I mean? Hmm? He's a JD candidate. Oh, he is? Yeah. Hmm. Which is... Really, a law degree in the U.S. It's mm-hmm. which means he's done. He's done his pre-law, so this is te- law is technically a post-grad, but it requires a pre-law degree. Anyway, that's fair. Um, yeah. So, but it, it, yeah, it's it's off. Like I, I don't, don't know what the guy's thinking. I don't know where he got this argument from, but it's off. I don't think it's it, off. Okay. Last thought. Last thought. Uh, well, I think the bottom line oh, in terms sure. of this is that if you want a more faithful copy, like the fans have to demand it, and then because. Companies that make these non-faithful versions, they're not evil. They just want to get the most money by marketing it. If they think that by altering it they can make more money, they'll do it. But if they realize that the fans are going to get angry and boycott it because they're not happy with the way they altered it, then they'll change. It really depends. How many people are you going to piss off? If you're only going to piss I mean, off 50 people, I mean, you, you can thought, still sell it I mean, you would have thought that age where Samurai Pizza Cat, you can get away with something like Samurai Pizza Cats had come and gone. You you would think that, but the point is when you're shifting something to a television audience, as they often are now, especially for kids, it doesn't really matter if you alter it because you're not requiring the person to go out and buy it. You're not requiring them to be excited about the prospect. You just want them to stumble on it. You're spoon feeding it to them. You just want them to stumble on it. You just too. want them to stumble on it. You just want them to enjoy it enough and keep watching it. Samurai. That's why Samurai Pete's cats got away with it. Well, I always think of Cardcaptor mm-hmm. Sakura and how that all went down. That too. That was another. St- but that was something else altogether because it, it was, was already a known property. Yeah. It was a known, it was a known but, property. But, they, for but a long what they time. did is they had two different versions. They had didn't two they? different versions. They force fed people the version they wanted to see on television. And for the hardcore fans who really wanted it, okay, we'll French. sell you this other version. And the French, and by the, the way, French. the French was faithful. The yeah. French version of that was But so, faithful. you know, okay, we'll sell you, you know, this other version, which is more expensive. And people bought it. Mm-hmm. Because the hardcore fans want the unaltered exactly. version. Exactly, but there were enough hardcore fans on something like yeah. that. Yeah. One Piece, there may be. I don't think One Piece has that audience that's in North thing. America that's right now. That's the issue. But One Piece is now in Funimation's hands, so that's a totally different thing. But it's so long now, and even with season sets the way Funimation is doing it, it's still a long haul to mm-hmm. make yeah, back still, all that royalty and all that money. And that'll take a while. 
Anyway, let's take the break. This is a long discussion. Maybe we'll continue somewhere along the line. Let's take the break. Final insults coming up in a couple seconds. It's the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. And during this uh, 30-second break or so, Adam is still goading Clarissa for a number. And without much success. Um, I think you'll be dead before yeah, it happens, I think but anyway. A, uh, anyway, great to be back to start our fourth, third, third full season. I guess fourth season. Um, so, uh, Three and a half? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, hopefully we'll be, once again, now that it's the fall and we're back at, up and running, we'll be going with a little bit more frequency. This doesn't sound right. Uh, I, I hope so. Yeah. Because if we'll you be don't, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Well, we'll be taping somehow. <laughs> Is that somehow. a friend? I find Whether you're be, a lawyer there. Um, admittedly, I'll, I'll, let me lay things out for the where, for how things will go in the fall. Uh, personal business may take us away in late o- October, but but once we return from that, if it's to ha- if from that ha- small height, one week hiatus, if it is to happen, um, there may never be a significant one again. Because the show will either be taped in this studio here at York University or at my new place I thought you were gonna in the me. west end of Toronto. One or the other. Or, and, of course, Anime North and basically wherever else uh, anyone will welcome us. On a street corner. And, uh, so, and if anyone... and, and hitup.com, eh? Hmm? Yeah, maybe we should see hitup.com. See if they need an official they, podcast. Yeah, see if they want to be in this taping to... there. I don't think there'll be any uh, issue. Yeah, see? So we should... Call, we should I got some ins call, if you want to. Yeah, call them, call them up, okay? I have the Let's number see, in my I, pocket if you want it thank now. Thank you. No, call, call them up. Let's see if we can tape uh, at if you, uh, t- We'll put the .com website... Uh, uh, link to the .com website... If you want us to be to do a, a live show at dot con, I expect comments. Email expect them. To email them. <laughs> email let them. us know and let us know here on the uh, on the uh, board. Triple uh, roundtable.com is our is our website. Our email address is roundtable at. Oh wait, triple roundtable.com Yes, yeah, you got is the that. website. Uh, roundtable at thecomicden.com is our email address. You know, show your support there and. Um, uh, Quick hello to Anime Eighty Two and Wea Boobies. <laughs> Two podcasts that decided to write write uh, write us this week. I replied to you guys. Uh, we'll play your promos well, as soon as we could. Uh, actually, we'll put a link up also. Yeah, we have plenty of links to put up. Um, <laughs> so don't forget those. And once again, don't forget we're also on. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. Check us out there. Okay. Um, final insults. Uh, well, I'm James not going to go. Yeah, we're, I'm not going to I'm not going to twist people's arms over coming up with one because they sounded forced. Uh, I'm having trouble sort of coming up with one anyway this week, and I'm saving them for saving some of them for a new feature. Oh yeah, one last thing before Did we get to Did you say what I thought you said? New what? feature? Oh, I thought you said new. So <laughs> I Thank thought you. you said new feature. Sorry, my hearing is gone today. Um, okay, and one oh, last thing. A new and, feature then. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> a new feature. Uh, um, beginning this season, also. Um, every re- one of the regular cast members will be encouraged to do kind of like a column by themselves, uh, a, a rant, a monologue. I've yet to give it a title. I think I'm I'm divided between either what my former column on Anime News Network was once called, which is from the gallery. Is there that a back. new feature called Gallery or something like yeah, that? From the it? gallery or Space to Rant. Because I'm, since I'm moving to my own place soon, space to rant. Uh, you know, we'll come up with a name, but um, you know, expect to hear that. I'll uh, I'll get the ball rolling with a small uh, little spiel sometime in the next couple weeks. And uh, this is how we're going to hear from Angela again, too. Oh yeah, this will, yeah. Angela has been encouraged to write this to do the second one. So um, that's how we'll initially hear from her again. And Adam, I'm I'm going to put a call out on that one. Um, being that. While I'm I'm perfectly capable of talking shit on just about any subject, mm-hmm. as we've sort of proven here, Mike's the one who does all the coming up with subjects for this show. <laughs> um, so, I need help. Tell me what the hell you want me to research and or talk about. Because <laughs> this is going to go a lot easier if you help me here. Thank you. So, comments. Thanks for the, and thanks for the final insult. <laughs> James, okay, floor's yours for this uh, for this last one. No, I was just thinking about something when I was uh, downloading uh, one of the Wii games recently. Uh, I think it was East, and I was thinking about it. It's one that's been constantly coming up. It, no, it's not the storage problem. It's the thing of in Japan, during the month, the first week of the month, they give a list of the games they're going to release. Mm. A bit of marketing. It's a very simple thing, but they don't do it in North America and in Europe. And I'm like, is it 
not that hard just to at least tell us to market it because they fucked over so many companies like SNK with uh, Samurai Showdown, uh, Hudson with um, East and Catcom with Mega Man where they all put out press releases or some form of communication to fans saying they were coming out during the beginning of August. They didn't come out. They had egg on their face and I'd be pissed. Who's making the decision? A stupid monkey at Nintendo headquarters saying, we're just going to throw this out. It's nice for surprises, but for Christ's sakes, use some marketing common sense. At least give us a list or some form of expectation like they do in Japan. Just don't throw it off the (laughs) curb and just give it to us that way. Okay. Adam. just... Well, to, to respond there, James, NintendoWeFanboy.com, a blog all about the Wii. Yeah, I've seen they that. Put the, they yeah. put up their lists. Now, if I have a little bit of time, Clarissa. What? No. And no, I want your number. I'm now, not. to make this easier, <laughs> in all seriousness, no jokes, presume it's me. <laughs> What's your figure? It's not going to happen, Adam. Would you What's like a piece of paper that I can write it down no. on? This is why I said in all seriousness. In all serious, we agreed that I had to be attracted to the person. You have to end on that. We have to end on that note. <laughs> Great. Not bad for not being able to get Neil to the show tonight. <laughs> have a good night, folks. Good night from Toronto. That's it. I set it up expecting it. <laughs>